Welcome once again to another week of The Real Money Show. I'm here today with Jeremy Wiseman from Guildhall Wealth Management. Paul is on a slight hiatus for a couple of days doing a little bit of business and uh, myself, Darren Long, the Senior Vice President of uh, sales with Guildhall Wealth Management. This is The Real Money Show. The number throughout the show to call is one eight seven seven eight silver The website to go to and see and follow up everything. And if you are in front of a computer, take a look at while you're listening to the show is guildhallwealth.com. Everything we talk about is always there. It's accessible. And of course, when you're thinking of buying gold and silver, and this show is about gold and silver investment, it's there at your fingertips. Use the website. And of course, that's a great way to get in touch with us and get in contact with us while you're listening to the show. I will remind everybody that although we have been here since 2002 and on air since 2008, and that's a long time, Jeremy, we've had a lot of fun over the years, that the previous performance of gold and silver is not indicative of future performance or for that matter, natural fancy colored diamonds. However, we've had tremendous success in the gold and silver arena. We're going to talk about it today. We have a lot to talk about on the show. And of course, we are going to bring some of the most pertinent articles that we have available. We're going to be talking today, Jeremy, a little bit about why smart investors keep accumulating here on the dips. And with every breath I take today, I'm going to be spending as much time as I can helping people to get some free gold into their pockets. Remember, if you're investing in a registered account, you've been thinking about getting into an RRSP or taking a portion of an existing RSP or a TFSA or a RIF because you're close to that retirement age or getting on to the point where you're going to convert your RSPs, Guildhall can help you get gold and silver into those accounts. It's very easy to do and establish an account and uh, we can take care of that for you. And for every 5,000 that you invest, our thank you to you for coming aboard is a free gram of gold. It's our way of saying welcome aboard uh, with Guildhall Wealth Management. It's something we love to do. We're also going to be spending some time today on the show talking about the famed Donner's Mark Diamond which is a pair of yellow diamonds. It's from the Donner's Mark family. It carries a rich and steep, long time, a long-term story with it. These are yellow diamonds. It's going to be a lot of fun to talk about where they've been and what the anticipation is leading up to the sale of these two diamonds. They're saying that these two diamonds could fetch up to as much as $14 million or more. Jeremy, I know we're going to be talking about the petrodollar, petrol currencies, and what the yuan is doing. We've got a little bit of an update on uh, what's happening with the Scotiabank situation just kind of an addendum to what we talked about last week. But to get the show rolling, let's touch base on what people are doing right now. Silver and gold have remained very consistent week over week. Prices have remained in the same range. We're in the high 1200s, almost 1300 in gold. We're in almost the $17 range as we tape the show here on Throwback Thursday. And of course, both metals are doing extremely well as far as we're concerned in terms of what the headline news, and of course, folks, you know you got to read behind that headline news. We don't like to do that for you, but if, if you look right now, Jeremy, gold and silver where they're at, this is why people are accumulating. This article I brought this week from Boris McCansky is uh, up on Seeking Alpha. It's talking about where gold and silver are and what the expectations are moving forward. And if, This is an article about accumulation. Make no mistake. He's saying that investors right now, the smart, astute investors, are taking advantage of that. Well, 
one of the articles that we want to get behind the behind the the numbers on is an article that came out in Bloomberg that said investors are dumping the silver ETF at the fastest pace since 2011, which may be true. However, investors want to get physical, as you were mentioning before. I'm not sure if this article is talking about it, but that physical demand is is definitely up in the silver market. So it seems to me that investors don't want counterparty risk and they want transparency and they want to know that they've got physical product uh, in their hand or the ability to have it in their hand. Um, last week, I believe there was an article that came out saying that <clears throat> there was a a large Swiss investor that went to his Swiss bank, he wanted to look at his gold and he got rebuffed. Uh, essentially, that Swiss bank said, nope, we're not going to let you see your gold, which any investor is going to now think, well, where is my gold? Why can't I see it? I think that Germany thought the same thing when they went to the US Fed and, and said, we want to see our gold. And they said, nope, can't see it. Okay, well, in that case, just send it back to me. Uh, and we know that Germany didn't receive the exact gold that they had had on deposit with with the Fed, but they did get they did get uh, the same quantity of gold back. Well, we call that tainted love because that essentially is saying, at this point, no matter what the falsities might be, no matter what the problems behind those headlines are, I'm still going to be in love with this idea that uh, the headlines rule that. I can simply pick up a newspaper and read a couple of headlines and think to myself, hey, fiscal, fiscally speaking, both countries here in Canada and the U.S., not too bad. There's a lot of hallmark signs that the economies are improving, that are they're getting better. We're going to spend some time today on the show talking about oil in particular. But to remember, one thing is very important before we get going here in this show. If you folks want to get into this market, you like gold and silver, the notion of owning something that has been around for thousands of years that has protected so many people during hard times. It's done wonders for them during the time that we've been around. It's gold and silver. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver and the website to go to is guildhallwealth.com. Yeah, you know, look, gold uh, in the last 15 years in Canadian dollars has averaged over 9% a year. We talk about this a lot because it bears repeating constantly just to have uh, investors understand that gold has only had three down years in the last 15 years, two of which were le- well under 2% and only one major retracement back in 2013 of 23%. But combined, you're looking at over 9% a year. And as we're going to get into on the show is you need an investment that's going to beat inflation. And yes, gold doesn't pay a dividend. But when you're getting 9% a year and you you can afford to pay the storage cost in that, and when you're getting very little in terms of interest in your savings account, and you look at how much gold is undervalued, you can start to see, okay, well, yeah, it does make sense to have 10, 15, 20% of my portfolio in a physical asset. Now, for us at Guildhall, it's important that investors are actually acquiring the physical product because you don't want to wake up one morning and you go to your... um, you know, where you're typically buying what we call proxy gold, whether it's an ETF or a fund backed by physical, and you say, look, I want to take delivery of my product and abracadabra, it's not there. 
with Guildhall, we always get the, the product into the client's hand, whether they're taking direct delivery, whether they want to store it in a depository for safekeeping that's fully insured, where you can buy and sell on a phone call, or even within the registered account where your product is being fully allocated, fully segregated, and you're you're actually getting access to the the vault facility to personally audit your product and hold it in your hand. It doesn't get any better in than this. It doesn't get any safer than this. And it doesn't get any more transparent than this. A client came to us just the other day, said, I want to check my silver and gold out. I said, no problem. We have to make an appointment to go and view your product. And he said, am I going to be amazed at what I see? And I said, you're probably going to be a little bit underwhelmed because for security reasons, you can't really walk through the vaulting facility and see everybody else's gold and silver or get into the gold vault per se. So when you got there, I met him. We drove around to the back of the facility. We got into the very secure closed quarters within the facility and they brought out on a beautiful tray all of his gold and then behind that was a skid of all of his silver. And he just stood there and looked at it for a moment. And I looked at him, I said, are you okay? Like you got no words to describe this. He said, I've never seen something so amazing in all my life. That's incredible to look there and actually see my wealth is just right there in front of me. It goes nowhere. Nobody can take it. There's no worry about interest rates or hikes here and this and that or banks closing. I have my wealth. It's right here in front of me and I know how much hard work I've done. The number to call one eight seven seven eight silver the website to go to to see more about the accounts we're talking about, how to buy gold and silver, and to look at how gold and silver actually comes to you in bar or coin form is guildhallwealth.com. And you know, one of the things, uh, reasons why we invite clients to our office is because we'll put a physical physical product in, in the client's hand, and it never ceases to amaze us all that everyone is always really surprised of a 100-ounce silver bar and how much it weighs, and that understanding that it's a physical commodity, it's real, and just as your client had that sort of aha moment of, wow, this can never be taken from me, this is my wealth stored, and that's what gold and silver does. It stores value over time. That's why gold is up 9% a year consistently, at least in the Canadian dollar and across other currencies. It's it's the same pattern, just the numbers change a little bit because at the end of the day, what you're seeing is currencies are losing their value over time. And as a result, gold is going up. That's why last year gold went up 30% in the British pound because the British pound lost 30% after Brexit against a basket of currencies. So we want to hold some physical product in our hand. It's a great way to store wealth, and that's what we do at Guildhall. Feel free to touch base with us. Get the newsletter. We send it out every Tuesday. So if you're listening to the show today, sign up uh, definitely before next Tuesday so that you can get your latest subscription to the Precious Metal Advisor. That subscription is free, folks. If you're listening, it's called the Precious Metals Advisor. We're happy to give that out to you. And it comes out to your inbox via email with or without you being there. And that's one of the things that we like to do as a complimentary way of saying thank you for listening. Here's a little bit of information about the marketplace on a weekly basis. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk about inflation. We're going to talk about oil prices right now. This is a big week in the U.S. They're talking about a new potential head 
of the Federal Reserve in the U.S. and the potential of Yellen being reinstated for another round. We're going to talk about the ECB and Draghi's comments. We may see rising interest rates. We may not. We're going to talk about how that impacts gold and silver. But when we come right back from break, folks, we're going to talk a little more about that first article we mentioned and why people are accumulating gold and silver right now at this price range. You're listening to The Real Money Show on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver We say it often. The website to visit to get more information on gold and silver investing and to see and hear a little bit more about what Guildhall is all about is guildhallwealth.com. Now, in the first segment, we discussed, Jeremy, a couple of very important points, namely on this throwback Thursday, where we were in terms of pricing and why it's important to understand that a lot of astute investors right now are accumulating. But what we didn't get to in that first segment was the specific reasons why these astute investors have found this to be an optimal time to be buying. And this article that we had from this fellow on Seeking Alpha was just mentioning one reason why he thinks and estimates that there is a lot of buying right now. And he says, this is from Boris uh, Makinik Reza, Makinik Reza on Seeking Alpha. And it was released on the 24th. And I can make this available in the Precious Metals Advisor if we wish. He's saying, look, gold has weakened and there has been some paper selling in the ETF market, in particular in silver, we talked about it before we got down to the show here, but what people aren't accounting for is what's happening in the physical markets. And he anticipates that despite the paper being sold, which month over month from September to October so far has risen, there has to be an offsetting factor because the drop in price of gold has only been 3%. There's been no major pullback, nothing but an opportunity to buy more product. And then he says the offsetting factor is that we can't always see the physical buying happening. We just know it is because otherwise the the price of gold or silver would have dropped much further. Yeah, that's an interesting point because it, it's underestimated how much the paper trade affects the the price that you see on your computer or on CP24, that a lot of that price uh, discovery mechanism is based on paper. But when the chips are down or the the you know the water moves out, you see who's naked, who owns physical, who doesn't. What we've been witnessing over the last few years since the first principal fall in, two, in 2013 is that physical metal has become a major trend in this market. People want the transparency. They want to know that they own that that physical commodity. If you're going to own gold, why not own the real thing? And so there's been a movement towards demand for physical product. And that also means that that physical product has moved into strong hands. And so while the stock market has continued to rise, obviously being propped up by the Fed, while real estate prices rise, propped up because of low interest rates and growing debt, personal debt, etc. You have gold and silver that have quietly been moving up off their lows and can, people continue to accumulate. And those that have been buying over the last few years are not looking to sell at the next 3% rise in metal. You know, I was having a conversation with uh, a client yesterday and we were talking about one of his major concerns was the idea of paying 1.25% within his RSP for gold. And I said, he'd mentioned that, you know, obviously he's in real estate. I said, so what are your expenses on on your real estate? 
you pay insurance, you pay some taxes, you pay energy costs. There's all uh, you pay your closing uh, costs, right? You pay your agent, commission, land transfer, taxes, land transfers, etc. And once you start to add up all those costs, you Lawyer say, fees. you say, is that is that equal one percent or is that more than one percent? Well, of course it's more than one percent. Well, what's what's uh, real estate moving at year over year? Five six percent. Well, that number one, that's barely keeping up with real world inflation. We'll get to that in just a moment. But then once I take away our costs, are we really making that money? Whereas with gold, again, we've been seeing 9% increases a year. Silver is undervalued. We think there's more potential there, of course. And then, you know, is it worth paying 1% a year? Well, you know, gold's been up uh, over 300% in 15 years. So, you know, take away 15% of that, you're still looking very, very good. So this is why you want to own physical metal for the long term. But let's start talking about inflation, Darren. Well, to summarize the end of this article and lead into inflation, this particular author says the following, how long the bout of speculative selling will continue? Not too long in my view. Although the dollar and U.S. real rates, and he means the U.S. dollar, have been pushing higher of late on growing expectations of the passage of a U.S. tax reform after the Senate approved the 2018 budget, a comprehensive tax reform appears unlikely in the near term due to divisions in the Senate, the small Republican majority, and the reluctance from conservatives to vote for a tax package in the U.S. that would increase substantially the deficit. Investors are therefore likely to be disappointed, which would translate into a weaker U.S. dollar and lower U.S. real rates, prompting a ton of buying in the gold market. This is the type of thing that we talk about as being an event which drives gold and silver. And of course, this is one of those situations where you never know where it's coming from. You don't see it coming, but it ends up happening and in a very short span, Jeremy, and in our experience since day one of 2002, there have been four major peaks in the market. One could argue that one of the reasons so few people have participated in these gold and silver booms is because they didn't see it coming. They weren't listening to the Real Money Show. They didn't have the expertise of the Guildhall team on their side. But when you listen to shows like this, you quickly understand that it's not about the particular moment you're in. It's about the long-term story. And we often look only at those short-term headlines, those things that we always say that people are hiding behind because we know everybody wants to rule the world. And stocks can't always be the only ones that do it. But what else we have to pay attention to? Inflation. As you mentioned, it is one of those things which rears its ugly head only from time to time. We've had very little of it in the last little while in terms of real uh, inflation via headline numbers. In fact, this week, as the Fed in the U.S. is going to be uh, reestablished again for another term and whether or not you know, yelling gets voted back in. We don't know yet. Perhaps we'll know in a couple of days. By the time you listen to this, he will have already made his decision to come and bring Yellen back. There was a problem. The problem is that Yellen was asked, why can you, with all of the tools at your disposal, not keep up or get closer to your anticipated or desired rate of inflation of around two to 3%? She said, well, I don't have an answer for that. I don't necessarily, with all the intellect in the world that's in the Federal Reserve and all the intellect of the bankers and all the Harvard degrees and all the blue chip and all the beautiful diplomas on their walls, they cannot figure out why inflation isn't creeping slightly higher. 
Yeah, look, they're, in my opinion, they're completely out of touch. What's happening in the markets is <clears throat> you have the Fed propping up the stock market. They've put in $4.5 trillion that they've added onto their, their balance sheet, which if they pull the plug and they start quantitative tapering and they start trying to pay off their balance uh, balance sheet, you're basically taking all that liquidity out of the market and now it's propping it up. Right? You might as well deflate your water wings now because it's not going to keep up forever if that's the case. So they're going to try to taper. They're going to see that the market starts falling and then they're going to have to reinflate. Right? And then you also have the fact that they've lent all this money to the banks. The banks can't even lend to small businesses. They're busy paying off their loans for products that they bought from China several years ago. And they're all being beat up in terms of their costs of doing business. And so they're starting to shrink corporations, which, by the way, they're also doing all of their corporate buybacks. Rather than trying to improve their company and improve their reach or improve their products, they're saying, well, as a CFO, I'm just going to CEO, I'm just going to buy back, the, buy back uh, borrow a whole bunch of money at no interest from the bank buy back our own stock. There was zero productivity there, but it helped push the stock market up even further. And so where's the little guy in all this? Where's the, the, where's the person who owns a small business in the States or someone who works for one of these companies that are having a corporate buyback and, and they're, they're getting rid of employees and now they're doing twice the amount of work for the same amount of pay. They're, they're, their uh, pay hasn't increased. And what they're seeing is that packaging is getting smaller, that their price that they're paying at the gas pumps is going up, that their insurance rates, I mean, we could talk about insurance all day long in the States, whether it's drought in, in California or hurricanes hitting the South Coast, um, you know, insurance rates are rising. And of course, Obamacare, insurance rates are rising. So of course, inflation, real world inflation, not what the Fed is trying to fight or trying to create out of nowhere uh, is real inflation is there. It's it's rising, and I would and I would think that it's much higher than four or five percent. And so, how do people deal with that? And one of the great things about precious metals is that it is a, we call it your your great inflation rebate. You're going to hold it for for years. You might never even sell it, uh, to, depending on the size of your portfolio. But if you hold precious metals, you get into the market, you don't worry about the day-to-day so much as part of an accumulation plan to get up to 15 20% in your portfolio of physical metal, you're going to find out by the time you finish accumulating 10 15 20% in your portfolio that you're, you're now buying it at higher prices than when you first paid. And, of course, they feel like lower prices to you. At least that's been my experience. I started buying gold well under $600 an ounce. And while I did buy it at $1,900 an ounce as well, to buy it at $1,300 seems pretty cheap to me. One eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom is the website to go to. Let's conduct a small experiment, maybe just a point of information here. I put gas in my vehicle today, Jeremy, $1.17 per liter. Ouch. It is ouch, but nobody was complaining. I turn on the news at night. Nobody's whining about paying one seventeen per liter. It's a liter. given. It's a given now. It's a given. We've accepted it. However, what we don't realize is that we have no concept of what the price of barrel of oil is. Now, that's gas, and it gets refined from the raw oil product. When 2008 came around and the markets went crazy and silver and gold took off and made tons of money for everybody... The price of oil actually went as high per barrel in U.S. dollars as 150 plus. 
at that point in time, guess what the price per liter rose to in Canada solely based on speculation. It was nothing more. There was no real underlying fundamental reason that gas prices should go higher at that time it was just traders driving the yeah, market. They, they were all speculating. There was so much shorting in the market yep. and the market they went, went the, the other way, way. And, Absolutely. It, and it amplified the move up to 150. The price per liter was 130, maybe a bit higher, depending on where you went. It was averaging 130 for about two weeks. It stayed there. And I remember taking a picture at the time, putting premium in my car at almost 160 per liter. And every time I turned on the news at night, I was hearing something about gas, gas related problems. I can't survive. How can we go, you know, on our day to day lives if everything related to gas is going to be a dollar thirty a liter all the time? Well, here's the reality. Here we are in 2017. A barrel of oil is just over fifty dollars US per barrel. The price of gas is a dollar seventeen and nobody's complaining, nobody's whining about it. It is taking a larger chunk out of our pocket on a day to day basis. We're not seeing wages rise as you had just made clear. We don't have the same confidence we had in the stock markets or any other instruments that we're buying. And if right now a barrel of oil were to rise to 150, we'd be paying $3.30 plus per liter based on the same statistics. How would you survive? So yeah, and, and in other words, another way to put that would be, okay, we're looking at oil to to say that we've got inflation. Well, Oil isn't necessarily rising, but our gas prices have risen through refining. And you could look at housing prices and say, well, housing prices have increased significantly, whether it's back, you know, on the back of low interest rates. But housing prices are gigantuan against what people earn day to day. And so that's also inflationary as well. So much so that I I read something really interesting saying that, you know, um, because the Fed dropped all the interest rates really low and went for for basically zero interest rates, um, people had nowhere to buy get yield. So they went into the stock market and then they went into real estate and it took all of the millennials out of the real estate market because they could no longer afford it. And guess who's going to buy cars? Guess who's going to buy TVs? Guess who's going to buy stoves and refrigerators and get all of that that, that wealth effect going? It's the millennials who are now forced to rent, right? Because we've got those landlord uh, investors and they're living in the basements of their parents and they can't get up to the to the the down payment required to buy a home. So yeah, okay, great. Bernanke dropped the rate and saved the world, but didn't get productivity going and Yellen's sitting there saying, well, I don't know why we can't get inflation, which by the way, the Fed's job is to fight inflation, not create inflation. But they want that hallmark line of around 3% and they're not going to get it. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver The website is guildhallwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about why this is like basically inflation, just tearing a hole in your pocket, but it's a silent killer. You don't see it coming. It doesn't hit you over the head like a sledgehammer. There is just a very quiet lack of understanding of this particular trend. It's taking money out of your pocket. You need gold and silver and other assets like gold and silver to protect yourself. If you believe in what we're saying and you too want to invest in gold and silver, we'll show you how to get into this market, own it physically, have it in your name, store it, take it home. We have all kinds of options, including one we haven't touched base on today on the show, which is allocated financing, a fantastic way to use 
everybody else's money except for your own in order to get into this explosive and unbelievably incredible market of precious metals. When we come back, we're going to talk more about that. We're going to talk about the Donner's Mark Diamonds, two yellows going up to auction, which could be fetching up to 14 million, setting new trend lines for yellow diamonds. And uh, we're going to spend some time talking more about gold and silver. You're listening to The Real Money Show on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver the website to view what we are going to be talking about in a moment. The beautiful, natural, fancy color diamonds that are offered by Guildhall Wealth is guildhallwealth.com. It's a website we hope that you go to and visit frequently, and it's there to find out more information about. Jeremy, in the last segment, we were touching on the silent killer of inflation, and this takes people's wealth and rips it away. We touch base on oil prices, but there's more to the story before we get to color diamonds. Yeah, we were discussing inflation and saying, look, while the Fed is trying to figure out why there's no inflation, inflation based on their models, well, everyone in the real world can't fight this feeling that there actually is inflation because they see the cost for food going up. They know that they're paying more to go for the movies or that they're not going to the movies as much because it's so expensive or that, you know, when they go out for dinner, it's expensive or, or their cost uh, of to to get insurance is more expensive or the packaging is getting smaller. And all of these type of things are, are happening and you say, okay, well, what is the real world inflation? And if it's over 5%, that means every five years, you have to be earning an additional 25% income in order to keep up. What's another way that we can do that? Well, we want to find quality assets that are going to maintain their value over time. Because one day, I'm going to wake up and go to Starbucks, and I'm going to order a tall coffee, and they're just going to say it's 350 Well, what do I do to, to prevent that? I either had to earn a lot more money... Or I needed something in my portfolio that says my my retirement fund is increasing at the rate of inflation. One of the things I'm really concerned with, and I think people need to, to get a lot more knowledge on, is also these pension funds. There is no yield in pension funds. And in, in order to get the yield to beat this type of real-world inflation, the pension fund managers have to go out and find more risky assets in order to do it. Or give back less at the end of the day. So, you know, it's one of these things where be careful who you're dependent on. You know, the government can look like a superhero one day and an absolute villain the next. You know, I love seeing these superhero movies and you see Batman and it's so fantastic. He get he beats up the robbers. Yeah, he also destroyed that 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 small business, right? That uh, dry cleaners or that variety store. Half and, the town is ruined and half on the top town, of that, but who cleans, saves the day. Who cleans that up, right? Yeah. So it, it, are they a superhero or a vigilante? And sometimes the powers that be, you have to kind of say, well, what are they doing to actually help me? And so, yes, okay, uh, real estate prices have gone up, but people have taken on so much debt. You know, I have a, a very good client who's a real estate agent having and and they're having trouble saying to their clients, yeah, you should take this because they know what kind of debt the client's going to be taken on. And we know Canadians are incredibly indebted in that regard, so much so that the IMF is even warning about it. So we're looking for investments that are going to stand the test of time, that are going to increase in value, that's going to protect against inflation because half the time we don't even recognize inflation is happening. It happens so slowly. It's like that boiling frog idea. 
1-877-878-SILVER is the number to call if you'd like to get some gold and silver into your portfolio. If you want to go to our website and take a peek at all things related to gold and silver, natural fancy colored diamonds, it's guildhallwealth.com. Now, Jeremy, they say 10% of the people make 90% of the money. Mm -hmm. When it comes to natural fancy colored diamonds, not everybody's cup of tea is going to be gold and silver. Gold and silver do still have some volatility. They can move up and down in price. It's not everybody's cup of tea. They want to sleep well at night. And for others, they may want additional hard assets because they believe in the fundamentals that we're talking about. If you were to spell out for me a couple of things that are important about investing in colored diamonds, what would you say right now is the trend and where are people going with colored diamonds? Why are they using them to build their wealth? So, you know, in the past, the idea of a, a diamond, you know, a diamond is forever. Every girl grows up thinking, I want a, I want a colored diamond. But when it comes to investors and diamonds, the, the real question is what's love got to do with it? Let's make money. You know, they want to they wanna look for something that's going to protect their wealth. And we're seeing colored diamonds breaking records at auctions constantly. We're going to talk about one that's about to go up for auction. And because colored diamonds are so rare, because the amount coming out of the ground and being mined is so finite that it's such a minute supply that the prices are always rising because there's not enough demand to warrant the market moving up and down so much. So what we've seen in natural fancy colored diamonds of quality is that those are diamonds that are consistently rising in value. Because if you have the highest quality diamond that you can find that's available, especially if you're a dealer as an example, it's the last thing you'd ever sell if you needed if you needed money. What we see clients doing is they're looking for ways that they've got their real estate, they've got their stock market, they've got perhaps their, their gold and silver, and they're looking for ways to protect other parts of their wealth that they don't need the money for. This is where you get into the fine art market. But with natural fancy colored diamonds, it's such a secret. It's the world's best kept secret for investing. And in my mind, it still is. And we've been doing this for over 10 years. But those who have been able to get involved in this market have done fantastically well. And I know, Darren, that you've gone into the Guildhall archives just to look at some of the, the pricing on natural fancy colored diamonds over the, over the past few years, just so we can show the audience what a diamond used to sell for and what they're selling for today, just based on the fact that if Guildhall can find it, what prices we're having to pay in order to bring those diamonds to market. Jeremy, you can lean on me for that. I am going to bring you a little bit of Throwback Thursday beauty here because this is what we like to do to help people to understand where prices have gone. We have comparables. I went back in our archives and I brought with me a pricing sheet from 2012 on two comparable diamonds, one pink, one yellow, a vivid yellow and a beautiful, fancy, intense pink. Let's take a look at the yellow diamond first. In 2012, we had on our site and sold a 1.58 carat fancy vivid yellow, internally flawless, radiant cut, beautiful diamond, and that price for that diamond at the time was 56000 Canadian dollars sold in 2012. Today on our website, to give people understanding of where we've come in just five years, we have a 1.51 carat fancy vivid yellow, internally flawless diamond on our site. Asking price right now is 95500 US, which roughly translates into about 126000 Canadian. 
So in a comparable diamond, we've gone from an asking price of about 56000 all the way to a comparable in 2012 of about 126. Now discount the fact that different cuts can bring about different value in premiums and give even a 20% premium difference on a different cut for something that somebody might see of value that another person doesn't. And still you've got an incredible gain between 2012 and 2017. So from an investment standpoint, what has it allowed me to do? Number one, there is no year to year maintenance. All I have to do is put that diamond away and be patient and prepare myself for the 10 or 15 years to follow and do nothing. I can stay in touch with Guildhall, get the most recent up-to-date information. Once in a while, I'll get my diamond reevaluated just to insurance purposes to make sure it's being stored properly. But I don't have to do anything. I can sleep at night. It's not going to be impacted by broad market changes other than to suggest that if inflation does in fact rear its ugly head and take well over into double digit range, it will go much, much higher in a much shorter period of time. Now that being said, that's just one example, Jeremy. Here I have also in 2012 an absolutely gorgeous 0.48 carat fancy intense pink diamond. It's not an argyle. I want to compare not arg- non-argyle to non-argyle. It's just a standard pink diamond. It's a radiant cut VS1 clarity. And the asking price on that diamond was in fact 63,000 Canadian and sold at that price. Okay. On our site today, we have a comparable. It is a non-argyle 0.41 carat fancy intense pink with one grade higher in clarity. So from VS1 to a VVS2, and it is a cushion versus a radiant cut. So slight difference in premium for cut, maybe not anything at all, depending on what the person perceives of value to them. Asking price, 130,000. It's doubled in five years. Yes, and they're both intense. They're both just under half a carat. Um, now the clarity can make a large difference, but even if you were to take off a 25, 30% premium, you're still seeing an incredible increase in, in value in those diamonds. It's, it's uh, a trend that we've constantly see. We, we even have more difficulty finding those type of quality pink diamonds out there. We just don't get approached with it. When we go out to try to find them, we're just not seeing them. And then there are is the fact that the Argyle mine will eventually close within the next few years and those that are holding them. You would think actually as well that because that mine is closing that come you know 2021 or 2022 there there'll be a mass influx into the market of those colored diamonds which could be possible but I also think at that point because there is no diamonds available people will not want to let go because they're going to see the prices continuing to rise. So colored diamonds is a great place to be in the market if you're looking to protect that part of your portfolio that says look we didn't we didn't see the 87 uh savings and loan crisis coming. We didn't see the dot com bubble coming. We didn't see subprime happening. And, you know, we plan our, our retirement and our investments around being sure of what things are going to look like in 15, 20, 30 years. But one thing you know is that you can't see these things happening that come out of nowhere. And we make these plans. Well, what happens if things don't go completely to plan? You want to make sure you've got a hard asset that's safe, secure, 
No one else can touch it. There's zero counterparty risk. In the, in the case of a colored diamond, there's no cost to, to store it. Of course, you can get it insured, but you can also have jewelry made and enjoy it while you're, while you're wearing it. I mean, why not wear a one and a half carat vivid yellow diamond, right? Now that makes a statement. And at Guildhall Wealth, we do custom jewelry. The quality is incredible and you're not paying retail prices for something that in many cases can be better quality because we're custom making this this product for you. Listen, folks, the famed Donner's Mark diamonds that we were talking about that are going to go on sale, we're going to spend a little bit of time in the fourth segment just touching on what it's going to do and what it means to yellow diamonds. But I will tell you, since I've owned a colored diamond and more colored diamonds in my inventory, I've had the time of my life. It's been a fantastic investment. I've enjoyed it. It's been easy to keep. I've enjoyed seeing my family members wear these pieces. I myself had a piece made for me. And this is an easy investment to grab hold of and make money from. We will show you how. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver The website is guildhallwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about that Donner's Mark diamond, the pair of yellows. We're going to spend a little more time talking about inflation, oil prices, and where gold and silver are heading. You're listening to The Real Money Show, AM640 Talk Radio. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver The website to view the natural fancy colored diamonds we've been discussing is guildhallwealth.com. Of course, all things gold and silver also at that site. Jeremy, I want to mention briefly, because this is going to come up fast, we're having and preparing for our next Precious Metals and Diamond Seminar is November the 18th. It is going to be very limited in spacing. It's going to be on our website very shortly at guildhallwealth.com. You can register there through the website or call us directly if you'd like to reserve your seat or a couple of seats for friends. We can talk to you about what's going to be at that seminar, and it's an awesome opportunity to get into the community of gold and silver investing and natural fancy colored diamonds. You'll be able to see some gold, some silver, and uh, we'll have some diamonds on display there for you to take a look at. Now, in the last segment, we talked about natural fancy colored diamonds and the importance of understanding the comparables, how prices have trended higher, Jeremy. There's another part of this that's very important, equally important, not only to private sales at places like guildhallwealth.com, but also in the auction world. Tell us a bit more about why that's important to be observing and why you spend a lot of time focused on making sure you know what's happening there. So in the auction world, one thing that we've seen is that natural fancy colored diamonds have come to the forefront. They're important auctions for Sotheby's, uh, Christie's, to show off these these incredible, incredible diamonds and also very large diamonds. They make a spectacle. And what's even better is that these auction houses have almost come to depend on the fact that these diamonds keep breaking records. Because there is a lot of wealth in the world, not in North America, not just in North America, but all over the world. And we're seeing investors from everywhere buying natural fancy colored diamonds. And one of the one of the things that I like always seeing is something like uh, what Graf does. Is we'll see him own a diamond, sell a diamond, come back years later, and buy the diamond back at a much, much higher price. Now, who would do that? Except they, the, he knows what these diamonds are worth. He has the money to invest in them. And there's a reason why people are investing millions and millions of dollars into these natural fancy colored diamonds. Yes, part of it's ego, 
But no one spends $55 million just because of their ego. They're also doing it because it's a great place to store wealth. And that's what we're seeing at auction is more and more uh, of these diamonds continue to break records. Well, if you're getting into this particular arena and you want to know more about colored diamonds, the website to see is guildhallwealth.com. There we show all of our colored diamonds that we have available for sale and investment. And of course, there's more information about colored diamonds there. But this week, in particular, there's of great importance, a very special sale that's going to be happening. Now, our friend Anthony DeMarco is a contributor through Forbes on colored diamonds and things luxuries, a friend to the show. And we've been working with him off and on for a long time. He writes an article this week about the famed Donner's Mark diamonds, which could fetch up to 14 million at Sotheby's Geneva. And the article starts the first sentence the Donner's Mark diamonds a pair of fancy intense yellow diamonds with aristocratic provenance is being offered as part of Sotheby's Geneva auction of magnificent jewels and noble jewels November 15th at the Mandarin Oriental in Geneva he goes on to say the diamonds formerly in the collection of the von Donner's Mark family consist of a 102.54 carat cushion shaped diamond and an 82.47 carat pear-shaped diamond. They are being offered as a single lot with a pre-sale estimate of between 9 to 14 million. Sotheby's says that these diamonds are attached to one of the greatest love stories of the 19th century. Now, without getting into this story, we know the importance of the background of diamonds, where they come from, who's owned them. You talked about Graf. He tells great love stories about diamonds. The verbiage he uses, the reasons he buys to own them and invest in them are among the best in the world. This particular love story is very simple. These were bought as a gift for in the Von Donnersmark family from husband to wife and of course remain there for a very, very long period of time. Now, over the years, they've been owned by various entities and then disappeared. All of the sudden they're coming back. We don't know. Of course, the seller is anonymous at this point. We don't know who that seller is going to be, but they are going to be put up for auction and more than likely because of the old school, uh, because of the old school cutting methods, they're not going to be as nice and as sharp as the new school cutting methods. They'll be cut down into something a little more exquisite. And but the, we hope not. We but, hope not, but, but we, we know, know that better. That can, we know better. But we know that that, that, that can happen because but, that's what Graf did with the Whittlesback. He, he bought the Whittles back at record at the auction. And cut it. He cut it to turn it from a VS to a, to an internally flawless. Now, that, that Whittles back goes all the way back to the the king of Spain, uh, like King Ferdinand the fourth or fifth, I can't remember, uh, that he gave to his daughter, Teresa. And, uh, you know, she married into the Whittles back. And then eventually the Whittles back sold that diamond. They... Uh, you know, in at in 2007 or 2008, I believe. So, Well, w- the reason we're watching, Jeremy, is because of the importance of these types of sales. When we see private sales happen, just like in the gold and silver market, when big entities buy privately, we don't know its impact on the gold price. But in auctions, you better believe that it sets the tone for future prices. It's particularly of great importance to us because these are yellow diamonds versus the pinks and blues we've been hearing about for months and months. Tell us what, if these diamonds sell in a a new range for fancy intense yellows per carat, tell us what this does overall to the pricing for these types of diamonds. Well, you know, look, yellow diamonds have have somewhat leveled off in the last year and a half, two years, uh, but 
the dealers aren't willing to drop their prices on on yellow diamonds just out out of the blue. But what we've seen in the in the the wholesale world is that there's been a bit of a pivot towards the the wholesalers, the dealers acquiring a few more blues and pinks than they would the yellows. But when these, if these diamonds sell uh, and break a record, or at least sell for higher than what they were asked, or even if they sell for close to that asking, this is going to be really good news for for yellow diamonds. And I think that yellow diamonds are going to continue to be more and more popular the world over as invest as people are looking for more quality, they're looking for more individuality. I think that even the major retailer firms are going to say, why are we holding on to whites that can move up and down in value? Why wouldn't we want to hold colored diamonds that continue to rise in value so that our inventories are rising in value with it? So I think that over... I think that the very, very, very wealthy have been getting into the blues and pinks, and yellows are a little more affordable for um, the everyday investor. You know, we've got a high quality, internally flawless, fancy yellow diamonds that you can get into the market for about $15,000 Canadian. Move up to an intense, and you can do that for about twenty-five. Then, of course, you're getting into the vivid yellows, which are a little higher than that. So, and these diamonds are all moving up over time. They're a great place to store wealth. You don't have to think about it. They're beating inflation, which is a, the topic that we've been mainly discussing here today. Well, I'll tell you, Jeremy, the next thirty-six months in the colored diamond industry could be among the most incredible and impactful from a price perspective that we've ever witnessed in history, based on what's happening in pinks and yellows. The auctions that are coming to market. And at Guildhall, we may not have started the fire, but we continue to offer these great investments to our investors. The number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver The website to view any of the things we've been talking about today is guildhallwealth.com. Now, back to gold and silver for a brief minute while we close out this show. We talked about inflation and oil prices. We talked about the silent killer of inflation and the fact that our listeners understand from hearing our show they're not getting more wealthy due to wage increases. They're not walking around saying, it's great that I got so much more disposable income in my pocket. In fact, they're losing faith and confidence in the traditional methods of investment. It's why they're listening to the show. It's why they like gold and silver. As we leave this week, there's a lot happening in the marketplace. Tell us what you're watching, what you're looking at, and a little bit more about how people get into Guildhall Wealth and get an investment of gold and silver. Sure. I just want to leave with with a quote, number one, which is, in the absence of the gold standard, there is no way to protect savings from confiscation through inflation. Our good there friend. is no safe store of value. That was Alan Greenspan. Himself. So the more you print money, the more countries build their debts and balloon their debts, the less that money is worth. That is inflation. It, and it trickles down into the size of your Pringles can and what you're paying at the pumps. And how do you protect against that? Well, you know, we're, we're in sales. We can increase our sales. We can work at it that way. Well, people who get a salary, they can't just go to their boss and say, look, you know, I need a 25% increase in my salary. Well, what you do is you put some physical precious metals in your portfolio. You know, the, the industry standard is sort of anywhere from 10 to 25%. And you make sure that you hold physical precious metal because when there's shakeups in the market, 
when when banks don't want to lend to each other, when there's a lack of faith, and believe me, the 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 faith in the Fed is waning, and the faith in central banks is starting to wane as well. They don't have the answers. They are out of touch. They are just trying their best, but they're in an experiment. They don't know how this is going to end, and we don't have a crystal ball and a promissory note that says this is going to end well. This is why precious metals are so important, and it's so important that you own it physically. So whether you want to buy it and take it home, come to Guildhall, go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com. You want to hold it and store it in a depository, come to Guildhall Wealth. You want to put it in an RSP and hold it for your in, for your retirement portfolio, have it physical, get the serial numbers, have it allocated, be able to hold it in your hand. And while you're doing that, for every $5,000 you invest, you get one gram of gold. It's an awesome way to get into this market, Jeremy, and a nice thank you from Guildhall. To continue this conversation, go to our website, guildhallwealth.com, or call us at one eight seven seven eight silver You've been listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Talk Radio, AM 640.